ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತಿ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಜನ್ಮಾದಸ್ಯತೋನ್ವಯಾತರತ ಸ್ವಭಿಗ್ಯಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್ವರಾಜಸ್
two royal red sages and demigods. Tejaha fire, wari water, mridam earth, yata as much as. Vinimayaha action and reaction. Yatra where upon three sargaha three modes of creation creative faculties Amrisha almost factual Dhamna along with all transcendental paraphernalia. Swayana, self-sufficient. Sada, always. Nirasta, negation by absence. Kuhakam, illusion. Satyam, truth. Param, absolute. Dimahi, I do meditate upon. So in this verse, if you can remember, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Janmadhyasya Yata, and the last line, Satyam Param Dimahi. All the lines are important, but if you begin with this, it's still good. These are very important Lines, if you can remember them all, that's the best. Translation, O my Lord Sri Krishna, son of Vasudeva, all-pervading personality of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. I meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes of the creation sustenance, and destruction of the manifested universes. He is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations, and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him. It is he only who first imparted the Vedic knowledge unto the heart of Brahmaji, the original living being by him, Even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations of water seen in fire or land seen on water. Only because of him do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three moods of nature appear to be factual, although they are unreal. I therefore meditate upon him. Lord, Shri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode, which is forever free from the illusory representations of the material world, I meditate upon him, for he is the absolute truth. So please repeat and see how long it will take you to remember all these lines, the Sanskrit and the translation. You have to practice for a few days and then it will automatically come to your mind. 
the mind has a memory bank inside just like the phone and computers have memory bank what is it called hard drive hard drive so similarly there is a memory uh, bank inside the mind or in the heart and you have to practice to forget all the unwanted memory that you have collected all the junk files you have to delete and put the right files these are this is the best one so please repeat the translation oh my lord shri krishna <coughs> son of vasudeva who all pervading personality of godhead I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. I meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes <coughs> of the creation, sustenance and destruction of the manifested universes. He is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him it is he only who first imparted the vedic knowledge first gave the vedic knowledge unto the heart of brahma ji the original living being by him even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations <coughs> of water seen in fire or land seen on water only because of him do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature appear factual although they are unreal i therefore meditate upon him lord shri krishna who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode which is forever free from the illusory representation of the material world i meditate upon him for he is the absolute truth so several times in this verse the words are repeated that lord krishna is the absolute truth and i meditate upon him these are the most important words everything is important but specifically i meditate upon him lord shri krishna he is the supreme absolute truth so bhagavatam is starting with this most important point now we will read we'll continue <coughs> with the introduction of bhagavatam where 
uh, so far has been covered, we'll move forward. The readers of this small description of the life and precept of Lord Chaitanya will profit much to go through the books of Sri Vindavandas Thakur, Chaitanya Bhagwat. So there, uh, Prabhupada is mentioning now the life summary of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he is the most important personality in our life if we want to understand Srimad Bhagavatam. If we want to understand what is Hare Krishna Mahamantra, how we should chant, etc. So, for specifically for Hare Krishna Mahamantra and Srimad Bhagavatam, it is the most what is the most important thing to understand is to study and understand the life of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, teaching of teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So here Prabhupada is giving the summary and is recommending specifically three books on the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now the three books that he is recommending, one book he or he himself translated and explained. What is that book that Prabhupada wrote himself? Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, originally written 500 years ago by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, the biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that Prabhupada himself wrote and translated and explained. So that is one book. The next one is Vrindavan Chandra, uh, uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur, the great devotee of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur, he wrote Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat. So that's also, Prabhupada wanted to translate it, but he didn't get the time. So he told his devotees to also write that book and translate so that was originally written by Vrindavandas Thakur. That's a beautiful book. And then the third one is Chaitanya Mangal, which is uh, written by Lochandas Thakur. So all these three books are describing the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. Different pastimes starting from the birth, childhood onwards, all the way to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His family life, Grihastha life, <clears throat> then his taking the sannyas, uh, uh, taking the initiation first of all in uh, uh, meeting his Guru Maharaj and taking initiation in Gaya, in uh, Vishnu Gaya in Bihar. After he received his initiation, how he became the great devotee, greatest devotee that is uh, mentioned, that is described. And then he came back to Navdeep Mayapur, his home. And then how he started Harinam Sankirtan with his devotees. And spread it all over the town, the city of Navdeep. And then he started spreading the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. He went to Jag- he took sannyas, then he went to Jagannath Puri. And then he went on traveling, Sankirtan, all over India, South India, North India, different parts of India. He went to Vrindavan, 
all the different places he went, wherever he went, because of his chanting of Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the people from the towns and villages, they were automatically becoming devotees. Everybody was starting to chant Hare Krishna. Everybody wanted to go with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Wherever he went, hundreds and thousands of people were following him, running after him. They forgot that they have a house, they have a wife, they have children. Nothing was bothering them. They were, they were completely absorbed in love of Godhead. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by, simply by chanting Hare Krishna, he was distributing Krishna Prema, Krishna Prema Pradayate. Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gautpishanamaha. So he is the one who is distributing the greatest gift. And how he is distributing, that is all described uh, in detail by Srila Prabhupada in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So here he is mentioned, the Lord's early life was recorded by one of his chief devotees and companion, contemporaries named Sri Srila Murari Gupta, medical practitioner of that time. So Murari Gupta is the uh, devotee who was from his childhood. He was studying in the same school, in the same uh, place uh, with uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That time his name was Nimai. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu means, the, means Nimai, the little boy, and Murari, they were classmates. And they grew up together. So Murari knew everything about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life right from the childhood. So he was, he wrote down, a di- he was keeping diary, he wrote down in his diary uh, all the details about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Murari Gupta, he was a medical practitioner, but he is actually Hanumanji. Hanuman, the great devotee of Lord Ramchandra, he came back as Murari Gupta in Chaitanya Leela. In Lord Chaitanya's pastime, because his dear devotee of the Lord, he wanted to be with, uh, specifically with this greatest opportunity to be with the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, who has come as uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, Murari Gupta, he wrote down the diary Prabhupada is mentioning. He was a medical practitioner also. He was such an amazing medical practitioner that hundreds and thousands of people were coming, patients were coming to see him. And he was able to cure everybody. Uh, It's described in detail how he cured everybody's sickness, illness, any kind of problem anybody had. Murari was able to cure them. People were becoming happy. Not only he cured their material disease, but he even cured their spiritual disease, the the inside problem, the problem with the heart he was able to fix also. So he he is described as a very, we can say he is one of the greatest doctors this world has ever seen because he was able to cure all kinds of diseases. So he uh, wrote down uh, in his diaries about the pastimes of 
Lord uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, that is mentioned here by Prabhupada. And later on, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu whose life when he went to Jagannath Puri, that time he had his private secretary Sri Damodar Goswami or Swarup Damodar who was practically constant companion of the Lord in Puri. So in Jagannath Puri, Damo, uh, Damodar, uh, Swarup Damodar, he wrote down diary. Uh, earlier pastimes are recorded by Murari. And the later pastimes after sannyas are recorded by uh, Swarup Damodar. These two devotees recorded practically all the incidents of Lord's activities and later on all the books dealing with the Lord which are mentioned above were composed on the basis of the Karcha uh, notebooks of uh, Damodar Goswami and Murari Gupta. So these two devotees, their notes are the basis of these three books that we mentioned. So the Lord advanced himself on Falgun Purnima, evening 1407 Shakabda. Shakabda is the calendar according to the, the Hindu calendar or uh, the Indian calendar. Shakabda is 1407. And Christian calendar is 1486. So, uh, if you go by uh, the English or Christian calendar, and 1486 in the month of Mar- March, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advented. So, we celebrate that every year. What is that festival called? Gorpurnima, yes, you know. So, uh, during the hours of the eclipse, Lunar eclipse. He was born at the time of lunar eclipse. People, Hindu public, uh, taking bath in the Ganges water or any sacred river, that was the custom. And they were chanting the Vedic mantra for purification. So uh, during the eclipse, people, they want to uh, specifically go in the Ganges river or the holy river and take bath and chant the mantras. When Lord Chaitanya was born during the lunar eclipse, all India was roaring with the holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. These 16 names of Lord are mentioned in many Puranas and Upanishads. So, uh, this Hare Krishna Mahamantra Prabhupada is mentioning is coming from the many Puranas and Upanishads. And they are described as the Taraka Brahma Nama of this age. In Kali Yuga, this is the only mantra or Mahamantra that works. No other mantra uh, works in Kali Yuga. So we can also see that why other mantras don't work. It is recommended in the Shastra that offenseless chanting of these holy names of Lord can deliver a fallen soul from material bondage. So the only requirement, Prabhupada says, is the offenseless chanting of Mahamantra. There are innumerable names of the Lord both in India and outside India, and all of them are equally good 
because all of them indicate Supreme Personality of Godhead. Any name of Krishna, any name of God is good. Uh, it, it's not that uh, name, uh, you know, if you say the name in Arabic or if you say the name in Greek or Latin, then you are wrong. You are not wrong because God has innumerable names in all different kind of languages in the world. But these are these names are Sanskrit uh, words, Sanskrit names. Hare Krishna Mahamantra is Sanskrit name and it's coming from Upanishad and Puranas. All of them are equally good. But because these 16 names are especially recommended for Kali Yuga this age, people should take advantage of them and follow the path of great acharyas who attain success by practicing the rules of Shastra. So, you can say any name you like, but it's not the same thing. If you follow a particular procedure scientifically that is recommended in the books, in the Puranas and Upanishads, and you go scientifically according to the instruction of the Guru, <clears throat> the Guru Parampara, disciplic succession, if you go according to the instruction of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you get 100% result. So that is, Prabhupada is recommending that here. The simultaneous occurrence of the Lord's appearance and the lunar eclipse indicated the distinctive mission of the Lord. So, because people were all chanting Hare Krishna when they were taking bath in the, uh, in the Ganga or in the Holy River, the whole India was absorbed. So that is showing the purpose of coming of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, why he took birth, why he appeared in this world, to make everybody chant Hare Krishna and then take them back to Godhead. That was his purpose, is shown right at the time of his birth, why he has appeared. This mission was to preach the importance of chanting the holy names of Lord in this age of quarrel. In this present age, quarrel takes place even over trifle. And therefore, the Shastra have recommended for this age a common platform for realization. Because people will fight for anything. Even for a little small thing, they will fight tooth and nail. So, because of that uh, quarreling uh, tendency, uh, the best solution is recommended is chanting of the holy names. Hare Krishna Mahamantra. People can hold meetings to glorify the Lord in their respective language and with melodious songs. And if such performances are executed in an offenseless manner, certain that the participant will gradually attain spiritual perfection without having to undergo more rigorous methods. So in Vedas, there are so many different purificatory methods that are described. There are, there are very, very elaborate methods. And they are time-consuming 
and they're also money consuming. You need a lot of money, a lot of ingredients, and a lot of time, everything you have to have, a lot of paraphernalia. But for uh, in Kali Yuga, the people, they don't have all this facility like they used to have before. So, what is the method that is recommended here by Prabhupada and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? You just get together. You don't have to bring anything with you. Just yourself. And you you can get a pair of kartals or borrow from somebody. You can arrange for midanga and harmonium or some instruments. And then sing Hare Krishna Mahamantra with music. Melodious songs with music together offenselessly. So this is the procedure recommended by Prabhupada and it was shown by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates. Originally, he started, he inaugurated and then it has been coming through the Guru Parampara this particular way called Harinam Sankirtan. It is certain that the participant will gradually attain spiritual perfection without having to undergo more rigorous. At such meeting, everyone, the learned and the fools, the rich and the poor, the Hindu and Muslims, the English and the Indians, and the Chandala and Brahmana, can all hear the transcendental sound and thus cleanse the dust of material association from the mirror of the heart. So this procedure, regardless of whether you are a Chandala or you are a Brahman, doesn't matter, or in between, anywhere. You are English man, Indian man, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, American, anybody. You're black or white or yellow, any color, doesn't matter. You're man or woman, doesn't matter. As soon as you participate in this procedure, what will happen is your mirror of your heart will become very clean. And you'll be able to have spiritual vision. You'll be able to see what you have not seen before any time in your life. Not in this life, but in many, many lifetimes. You have, your only thing you have seen is the material things, the material world. But spiritual things you have never seen before. So now your spiritual vision or Divya Chakshu, Divya Drashti will open up. So... It does not require any previous qualification or it does not depend on your birth or education, nothing. You just have to sit down and chant Hare Krishna with the pure devotees. To confirm the Lord's mission, all the people of the world will accept the holy name of the Lord as the common platform for the universal religion of mankind. So this is the universal religion for the mankind that Prabhupada is mentioning, because Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu originally has said that this is the universal religion. Prithviti Ache Jata Nagaradi Gram Sarvatra Prachar Hoibem Moranam Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that you, the whole world, every town and village uh, will chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Everywhere it will spread. So, this is uh, the Yuga Dharma. This is the universal religion. To confirm uh, 
In other words, the advent of the holy name took place along with the advent of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is the first introduction of Harinam Sankirtan by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as soon as he took birth. He did not wait till, uh, you know, later on, but immediately, just his advent, with his advent, the holy name also came. When the Lord was on lap of his mother, he would at once stop crying as soon as ladies surrounding him chanted the holy names and clapped their hands. So when the ladies were chanting Hare Krishna, then he would stop crying. And when the ladies stopped the Hare Krishna chanting, then what happened? He would cry again. I saw one video on YouTube. There is a devotee child, little little child, maybe two, three-year-old boy. And uh, he is listening to the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And he is uh, trying to chant with the... Uh, uh, when he is listening, very small baby. He's listening Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And as soon as you stop the tape of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, he starts crying. And you again play back the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Then he again is very happy. Uh, it, it's a very kind of, a, you know, nice uh, YouTube video that I saw. So that reminded me of Lord Chaitanya's pastime, childhood. That the ladies, when they were chanting, he would stop crying. And then when the ladies stopped the Hare Krishna, then he would again start crying. So the ladies now can never stop. They have to continuously keep on chanting to keep the boy, the keep the little child, Nimai, quiet and nice and happy. So this pastime he performed when he was a little baby. This particular incident was observed by neighbors with awe and veneration. Sometimes the young girls took pleasure in making the Lord cry and then stopping him by chanting his holy name. So this became like a little game for the girls around in the neighborhood. So from his very childhood, the Lord began to preach the importance of the holy name. In his early age, Lord Sri Chaitanya was known as Nimai. This name was given by his beloved mother, because the Lord took his birth beneath the Nimba tree, Nim tree, in the courtyard of his paternal house. If you go in Mayapur, now Dweep, have you been to Mayapur? If you go to Mayapur, you can uh, visit the place where Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, where he took birth, uh, the place called Jogapit. And there, there is the Nim tree still there, 500 year old tree. Uh, and that is where Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took birth. So his name, his mother Shachi Mata, called him Nimai. When the Lord was offered solid food at the age of six months in the Annaprasana ceremony, the Lord indicated his future activities. At this time, it was customary to offer the child both coins and books in order to get some indication of the future tendency of the child. The Lord was offered on one side coins and on the other side Srimad Bhagavatam. The Lord accepted the Bhagavatam instead of the coins. So in Annaprasana, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a little child was offered, what do you want? 
Bhagavatam or you want the money? So what did he choose? He chose, he chose the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam. So that indicated the mission of his life, that he wants to spread the message of uh, love of Godhead all over the world. When he was merely a baby crawling in the yard, one day a snake came before him. And the Lord began to play with the snake. All the members of the house were struck with fear. But after a little time, the snake went away and the baby was taken away by his mother. So he he was playing with the snake uh, uh, in the childhood in the courtyard. Everybody got scared, but he was just happily playing. Once he was stolen by a thief who intended to steal his ornaments, jewelry. But the Lord took pleasure trip on the shoulder of the thief who who was searching for a solitary place in order to rob the baby's jewelry. It so happened that the thief wandering around in the town finally arrived back just before the house of Jagannath Mishra and he got afraid of being caught. So he dropped the baby at the house. Of course, the anxious parents and relatives were glad to see the lost child. So this is the story of the thief. The thief wanted to steal the jewelry. He stole the baby, kidnapped the baby, Nimai went around all the whole town to find a solitary place where he can put the baby down and then remove the jewelry. But he got bewildered and circling around the town he came back again to the same house and he saw that people might recognize him. So he dropped the baby and ran away. So the mother and everybody, they were relieved because they were looking for Nimai. Where is Nimai? Where is Nimai? Where did he go, our baby, little baby? Because every he was very popular from the childhood. He was very beautiful, and uh, his pastimes were very attractive. So everybody was missing the little Nimai. They were looking for him. Finally, they found him again. Once a pilgrim Brahman was received at the house of Jagannath. And when he was offering food to Godhead, the Lord appeared before him and partook the prepared food. The eatables had to be rejected because the child had touched this offering. And so the Brahman had to cook again. The next time the same thing happened, the little Nimai came and touched the food. And again, so repeatedly three times, the baby was finally put in the bed at about 12 midnight when all the members were sleeping and the the rooms were closed. The pilgrim Brahman offered his prepared food to his deity and in the same way he made his prayer and the baby appeared again before the pilgrim and spoiled the offering. So the Brahman then began to cry But since everybody was sleeping, no one could hear him. 
At that time, the baby Lord appeared before the fortunate Brahman and disclosed his identity as Krishna himself. The little Nimai turned into Krishna and he showed to the Brahman that, see, you are praying, you're making the offering and you are praying to Lord Krishna that please come and accept my offering. So I am coming and taking your offering and you know why you are complaining. So he showed his form as Krishna. The Brahman was forbidden to disclose this and the baby returned back to the lap of his mother. So then he told, in Krishna told this Brahman that I have shown you this, my original form, but uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, this is a secret you have to keep. Because Lord, he does not like to reveal his supremacy, his uh, divinity, everything. He does not like to tell anybody. So that point we can also discuss a little bit. There are many similar incidences in his childhood. So uh, anyway, the past times are going on. We can discuss further in the uh, upcoming classes. Now we will discuss a little bit what we have learned so far in this uh, reading, in this text number one of Srimad Bhagavatam, as well as in this uh, uh, reading of the uh, introduction part that we have read so far. If you can remember anything, any one or two things, that would be a great achievement because whatever you remember, that is yours. Otherwise, everything is there in the book. But if you cannot remember anything, then you go empty-handed. You have not received any benefit out of the uh, discussion. So, the, this is called active dis discussion or participation. Unless and until you participate actively, there is not much benefit. So let us discuss these points now, one after another. Then you can tell me what you are learning. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gananjana Shalakya Chakshurun Vritam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha So here we are discussing from the first canto, first chapter, first text number one. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. The first thing to learn in life from Bhagavatam is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. My dear Lord Vasudev, Krishna, you are son of Vasudev. But I know that you are the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, Janmadhyaya Syayata. Everything is coming from you, Janmadi Asyayata. This is the most important point in Srimad Bhagavatam to learn that my dear Lord Krishna, you are the original Supreme Personality. And I offer my respectful obeisances at your lotus feet. Then there is the description of the Maya Shakti. The external energy of Lord Krishna. What is this external energy, Maya Shakti? The Maya Shakti is a very power, powerful Shakti. You may have heard, uh, I saw just uh, yesterday, I think it may be still going on, there was a hurricane in uh, 
New Orleans and in Louisiana. And the, the whole city is going through a very difficult time because you can hear everything clear. Because this hurricane, there is so much flooding. The rivers are flooded, over flooded. And the water is going into the town in the city. In different areas, they are already underwater. And uh, hundreds and hundreds of people, their houses are uh, in the water. So it's a very big disaster. Uh, uh, there is so much rain, 10 inches, 20 inches of rain in just, you know, one, one day or something in a very short time. When so much water comes down from the sky and there is no place for the water to go. And on top of it, the ocean, because of the hurricane effect, the ocean is bringing more water also. Uh, the water is coming from the sky, the water is coming from the rivers, flooded river, and the water is coming from the ocean. So three different sources. It's a very big kind of a challenging situation that the people are undergoing. And we are in Dallas, we are 500 miles away from the hurricane uh, place. But you can see uh, yesterday I saw it was cloudy. The clouds are spread all over up to 500 miles this way, that way, every way, 500 miles. Thousand miles around the clouds are spread. So you can see just a little bit. This is just a very small example of what material energy has the power. Uh, how much devastation can happen even in this little hurricane. It's not even a big hurricane. It's a very small. It's, it's almost like a no hurricane. It's just a rain, uh, uh, they say uh, just below the category of the hurricane, but uh, it still did so much damage and still is doing, government is trying to help people. And uh, uh, one one week ago or uh, like a few days ago, I heard there was an earthquake in L.A., Los Angeles area. And uh, they said it was a Richter scale 6.6 on the Richter. And many years ago, I was in L.A. I was living in a temple, nearby temple at that time. And there was a 6.3 earthquake in the morning, early morning, just before Mangalarti time. And the whole house started shaking. And all the uh, things were falling off from the shelf. The books and everything was coming down on the floor. It was shaking uh, uh, for only for maybe uh, it uh, was for a few seconds or something, but it looked like a long, long time. Uh, you know, it appeared like what is going on, like something uh, like a devastation. And devotees, the many devotees, they ran out of their homes out in the open street. They thought that you know, if the house falls down, uh, better to save ourselves. Let the house go down, but at least we can save our life. So, it happened right before the Mangalarti. And I can remember it because it was a, quite an experience. It was just a 6.3 on the Richter. 
but uh, this was 6.6, so it is much heavier. And if it is by chance, if it is a 7 Richter scale, it's very heavy. And by the time it reaches, supposing there is an earthquake 8 or above 8 on the Richter, the, all the skyscrapers, they come down, falling off. All, all the houses, properties, everything is finished. And uh, even the mountains can go in the water. The, uh, you know, it, it's a very devastating kind of situation. After 8, it's very big. It, it rarely happens. Maybe it takes 100, 200 years to have that kind of heavy-duty and if it happens by chance near a town or a city, then the city is gone, finished. So, uh, if it happens in the ocean, then there will be a big tsunami wave. And the tsunami wave will travel to the coastal area. And it will destroy the cities and towns on the coast. So anyway, these, these things are the examples of the material energy Showing little power. It's not like a total devastation or pralaya or anything. This is just an example of a small little exhibition of power of the external energy of Lord Krishna. And Krishna says, this is my external energy, even though it is very powerful and you will never be able to overcome it. Uh, because you are very small and the material energy is very big in, uh, in comparison to you. But this, my material energy is a very small energy. I have very big, big energies. Very much more powerful. And this material energy is just the shadow energy of the real energy, internal energy of Krishna. So even if, if the shadow energy is so powerful, you can imagine how much powerful is the internal energy of Krishna. So, Krishna is the owner of all the energies. He is the origin of all the incarnations. He is the Adi Vishnu, Adi Narayan. Uh, he is the origin of all the demigods. So, this is the preface. This is the beginning of the jnana or the real knowledge to understand how Krishna is the supreme. How Am Sarvasya Prabhava. How Krishna is the origin of everybody and everything, and Matta Sarvam Pravartate. And Krishna is maintainer of everybody. He's maintaining everybody from small to big. Uh, anybody and everybody is maintained by Lord Sri Krishna. So, and this is considered as the supreme part of the supreme knowledge. And, uh, Raj Vidya Raj Guhya, the king of all knowledge and the most secret of all secrets. If you can just understand this uh, fact that how Krishna is running the whole show, but then how, what is your relationship, how it uh, benefits you, how you are related to this knowledge. So that is called your own Self-identity. What is my real identity? All my life I am thinking I am Indian or I am Chinese or I am American, etc. But that's a temporary identity. I may be thinking I am a great doctor, I am a great engineer, or I am a great lawyer, etc. But these are all temporary 
just like the demigod, if the demigod is thinking I'm a great demigod, then that is also temporary identity. So, beyond this temporary identity, our original identity as a spirit soul, this is very important to understand. Because if we don't understand, till with the time we don't understand this, we have to face the problems of the material nature. Trivitap. The material nature is punishing everybody in three different ways. So that is also discussed in Bhagavatam. Uh, Bhagavatam is starting with Atato Brahma Jigyasa. That you have this most valuable human form of life. Now you find your own identity, the real identity. That is your first business. Bhagavatam is saying that. But uh, uh, the common religions of the world, like you take any religion in the world, they talk about uh, try to be nice to others, don't hurt anybody, don't kill, don't harass and don't be cruel to the innocent, poor, innocent animals. Simple things. Try to be nice to your neighbor. Things like that they teach. It's good. But uh, they don't talk, talk about what Bhagavatam is starting right from the very beginning, the first word. That uh, who is Lord Krishna, how he is the Supreme, who you are, and how you can establish your, re-establish your relationship with Krishna. Uh, it was found out just recently, the Chinese food uh, is... Uh, had the problem, it, it had so many chemicals. One chemical which also produces cancer is called melamine. So they were mixing melamine and uh, it was causing a lot of health problem up to cancer. So this, uh, and another was that it was mixed with dog, uh, with the uh, dog meat. So the do- dog meat, uh, is also a forbidden item, you know, people don't like to eat a dog uh, because uh, what I'm supposing you have a puppy dog and you love your dog puppy and one day the puppy is missing and you're looking for the puppy dog, your dog and after one week in your food, you are eating Chinese momos and your puppy is, you are eating your own puppy. So, uh, people uh, got very much concerned that uh, uh, how this can be done, that you mix dog, uh, dog food in the meat, dog meat. Uh, and uh, another problem that was discussed was the fish, the fish people eat. But the fish is also uh, uh, smeared with a, a chemical. They use a lot of chemicals and preservatives nowadays in these different food items. So for the fish to keep it fresh looking, they uh, put the formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is the chemical to keep the dead body after <coughs> after <coughs> after the person dies. Uh, they um, and put this formaldehyde in the dead body, so the body does not decompose and remains like, okay. So, 
this formaldehyde they were using for the fish. And this formaldehyde is also a cancer-causing chemical. So a lot of these problems are coming up. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, you can see that people try to solve one problem, but they run into another problem. So, unless and until you understand what is the right thing to do in life, you can always uh, get somewhere uh, uh, entangled into these complications. Many people, in order to feel happiness, uh, they try different intoxicants. Some people, they try any kind of weed. They smoke the weed. And uh, so they can forget their misery or they can try to solve their problem or whatever they may be thinking, they, they, they will try intoxication. But uh, this intoxication uh, to keep them high is not the real solution. The real solution is to understand from Srimad Bhagavatam how Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching us the technique to stay high forever by taking full shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How you can remain in complete bliss, in complete happiness without having to try any intoxicant, any weed or liquor or anything, you don't have to take, you don't have to try anything. Just by simply following the formula given by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and as it is taught by Srila Prabhupada in his Khan society, if you follow this formula of chanting Hare Krishna that we discussed, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inaugurated the Sankirtan movement and the whole India started chanting Hare Krishna in his time. He traveled everywhere. All the towns and villages, wherever he went, everybody was chanting Hare Krishna. So 500 years ago he started this. And now, uh, Iskan society by uh, the uh, mercy of Srila Prabhupada, now all the devotees, they chant and they also go in different towns, villages and spread the Holy name, they teach people how to chant Hare Krishna, how to study Srimad Bhagavatam. So, uh, all of these things are now happening first time in the history of mankind. After many, many years, usually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he comes after 8.6 billion years, again, back on the earth planet. 8 billion years is a very long time. Krishna also comes only once in a day of Brahma, that is 8.6 billion years. So, you get this chance after 8 billion years. In 8 billion years, in this material world, you may have taken so many births, so many times you may have become a demigod, or an animal, or a plant, or so many species. 8,400,000 species of life are there. You may have rotated so many species of life, but now you got this rarest of the rare chance. How many people are fortunate? Even, you know, out of just six or seven billion people of this earth population, human beings. You are the fortunate one who even has the opportunity to open the page of Srimad Bhagavatam and take a look at it and study it. This is the most 
fortunate incident in your life if you consider that out of millions and billions of people you got the chance to study Srimad Bhagavatam, to chant Hare Krishna with the devotees, to come to the temple and do service, to participate in the temple activities. This is the greatest of the great good fortune that you get and how you get or how I get, I have no idea. That how we can become so lucky out of millions and billions of years, uh, billions of people. And we should understand the importance, the significance of this event that I got lucky. Now how I can actually take advantage of this good luck? So this is called the Atato Brahmajigyasa. Now let me take full advantage and try to get the maximum benefit out of this opportunity that I'm getting. Otherwise, uh, it can, you know, uh, if I neglect, it can be our my my personal loss, the greatest loss. It is uh, the greatest benefit or it is the greatest loss. It all depends on myself, on each of us individually, that how we can take full advantage of this information, this great knowledge. <clears throat> Just like Shukdev Goswami, he spoke Srimad Bhagavatam, right? At what age he spoke Bhagavatam? He was 16-year-old boy. He came, uh, sat down on the bank of Jamuna, Delhi, Hastinapur, and he was established as the guru of Parishit Maharaj. Parishit Maharaj was the listener the, there was Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, Narad Muni, all the great sages. Everybody sat down there to hear Bhagavatam. So we are getting this great opportunity to hear Srimad Bhagavatam or understand how great Krishna is. How, uh, what is the strength of Krishna? What is the power of Krishna? Even the great demigods, they did not know. In case of Lord Brahma, he had a question. When Agasura was the great demon was killed by Krishna. Then Lord Brahma, he got this uh, news and he thought, how Krishna, who is this Krishna? How he can kill such a great demon? Nobody can kill him. I want to see. He cannot be greater than me. So then Lord Brahma, he wanted to test and there is Brahma Vimohan Leela. Lord Brahma, he tested Lord Krishna and in the process he got tested. Because he saw that Lord Krishna, he has reproduced from his own body the same coward boys and the calves that Brahma had stolen. And when Brahma came and saw that Lord Krishna from Krishna's body, Ananta Vishnu, unlimited Vishnu forms are coming out of Lord Krishna's spiritual body. So he understood that Krishna is the original supreme. He is the Ananta Vishnu, he is the origin of all the Vishnus. Krishna can become as big as he wants, as Mahavishnu. When Krishna becomes Mahavishnu, from his pores, all the universes come out. In the material world, the creation takes place. So he can be as big as he wants. So uh, that is the greatness of Krishna. Uh, there is so much of uh, jnana information that we get from the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam about Krishna's power, his strength, his fame, his fortune. He is complete and fully opulent in all the different 
uh, aishwaryas but krishna does not like uh, he, he does not uh, like to show all this his strength and power to everybody usually he hides everything and he shows himself in a very simple way and he himself even enjoys uh, and he likes to be called as the beloved child of his mother yashoda that is what his preference his preference is to go out in the pastures go out in the bank of jamuna go out in govardhan and play with his cow cowherd boys play the flute nice sweet melodies on his flute and uh, taking care of his cows these are his favorite activities he uh, is not enjoying uh, so much uh, with showing his appearance but uh, when the time is required when it is required by some devotee then he definitely shows his strength or power just like uh govardhan leela we see indra he became puffed up he wanted to destroy devastate the whole uh raja land and he ordered the samvartaka to pour so much water the whole land of vrindavan raja was under water so the residents went to krishna and krishna took them to govardhan he lifted the govardhan hill for seven days and seven nights gave shelter to all his devotees the cows animals everybody was protected by krishna under govardhan and then indra he could not do any damage he wanted to break the govardhan hill into two but his vajra also could not do any damage his most powerful weapon also was useless so uh, indra realized that he had made a mistake so then he was begging for forgiveness from krishna he worship krishna and try to make krishna happy so we see that when devotee is required then krishna can show his strength krishna showed his universal form in bhagavad gita 11th chapter that how he is running the whole show how he is maintaining everybody uh, all the vishnu's all the demigods all the sages everybody's inside his universal form all the planetary systems are inside his universal form the material world the spiritual world golokdamina everything he is all inclusive he is the samam bonam he is the supreme absolute truth and we are his part and parcel we are his eternal servant so how we can get back our position our relationship to krishna that is beginning with the first verse of shrimad bhagavatam and that only we can achieve our original relationship with krishna by yasya deve para bhakti yatha deve tatha guru we develop 100% faith in krishna and guru unless and until we Uh, take full shelter of the bona fide spiritual master these secrets they uh, re- remain as secret tasmat gurum prapadyata jigyasu shreya uttama therefore the vedas they recommend that therefore we must find a real bona fide spiritual master and take full shelter at his lotus feet 
the munda upanishad also says tat vigyanartham sa gurum eva abhigachet that if you want to approach krishna if you want to have your relationship back with krishna you want to go back to golok dhamrindavan then tat vigyanartham gurum eva you must find a bona fide spiritual master take shelter at his lotus feet serve him very nicely make him happy the guru gives you the two things that are mentioned here in the first verse the brahma sutra vyakhya the explanation of the brahma sutras and the gayatri mantra so you have to reach up to the meditation stage first is the shravanam kirtanam and then comes the meditation vishnu smaranam how you can remember smaranam krishna all 24 hours so that is called meditation so the there is the gayatri mantra there is surya gayatri there is brahma gayatri and there is kama gayatri so this gayatri mantra you have to become perfect and uh, then you are able to meditate on krishna 24 hours a day that is the perfection that bhagavatam is teaching uh starting right from the text number 1 so we are studying this text number 1 right now and we are studying the life of lord sri chaitanya mahaprabhu we are trying to understand how we can follow sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and how we can follow sri prabhupad very nicely learn from their life and learn from their teachings how to be a, a very nice devotee how to make our life perfect so i will stop here and uh, if you have any thing to share any questions or comments then you can uh share right now thank you very much shrimad bhagavatam ki shila prabhu pad ki jai hari krishna